Welcome back. The shul has been cleaned beautifully. I actually sent Alex a message, I guess, uh, after Purim. It was there. Okay, so we have this week, Vayakel Pekudeh and Parsha Sachodesh. So we're going to see, um, I don't know if we'll see from Pekudeh per se, maybe a little bit, but for sure Vayakel and Parsha Sachodesh with some other interesting mix-ins. Um, I just wanted to start with something from Parshas Kisisa that I heard today from Vincent Tversky, and it will help set the scene for what's happening in Vayakil and Pekude. Again, every year I tell people that we have a hard time with Vayakil and Pekude. It seems really dry and boring. If it was difficult to get excited about the Parshas, about the Mishkan, when you're actually being told to do it, here it seems to simply be going through everything that was done. They brought this, they brought that, they put this together, they put that together. But if we understand it, especially in the context of the Chet Egel, a tremendous tension was happening here as these things were being assembled. The question, would they be able to do it, meaning the spiritual engineering, that they would actually be which is really, really at the end of the Parsha, at the end of Pekude, right, that you finally had, That is what the Ramban says, the true Geula from Mitzrayim. That's when it really happened. That's why all of Sefer Shmos is called Sefer HaGeula. So what Rav Ben-Zion brought down is this uh, fascinating parish. It says that after the Chet Ego, so um, Am Yisrael heard, Hashem said, that I'm not going to go with you. And it says, So it says that they heard this and they mourned. Now the standard parish of this is that they did not put on these crowns that they had received at Har Sinai. There were these supernatural crowns that were given to them, Keneged Nasev and Nishmarashi says. And then Hashem tells Moshe, Tell B'nai Yisrael, Atem Am Kshayorif, Rege Echad Adlebekir B'chal, V'chilisicha, Because you're so stubborn, If I will be among you in one moment, I'll destroy you. Va'ato, And now, Horeid Ed Yicho Me'alecha. Take off your crowns, Ve'edo Ma'eselach, And I'll know what to do with you. So the question is, Wait a second. It said they didn't put their crowns on. So why is Hashem telling them to take them off? So he brought a parish that's brought by Moshe of Sambor, who was a Talmud of the Chos of Lublin, in the name of the Chos of Lublin. He said, Lo shosu ish edyo, is like it says by Paro, for lo shos libo gamlezos. He didn't pay attention to it. He says Hashem actually let the crowns remain upon them even after Chet Egel to show them that they're still special, that he still loves them. But what happens is, is that when a person gets so depressed, and sometimes it comes from a positive religious place in the beginning, this remorse, this thing, but then it can head into worlds of depression. They didn't even notice that they still had their crowns. They, they, they couldn't comprehend it. They couldn't get the message. And therefore Hashem said, so take them off. If that's where you are. So this gives us a picture of the level of depression that was there after Cheta Egel. And now we come to the idea of rebuilding, right, the Beis Amigdosh and how this helps us and also how this is going to relate to Pashas Achodesh, right, which we have 
the whole theme of renewal. Okay, so we'll start with the Svasemis from Vayakel. And it's a Pusuk that's is fascinating. In Periklamid Hey, Pusuk of Beis, when it tells us about everybody bringing all the things needed for the Mishkan, it says, Vayavohu ha'anashim al hanashim. The men came literally on the women, everyone with a giving heart brought, then it gives a list of jewelry, particularly female jewelry, and also, so what's going on? If you look into the Mepharshim, you find a world of different perushim, okay, whether it is, and we'll see in the Svasemis, that somehow the men came here with extra energy, even more than the women. Others say, Rabbeinu B'chai says, the men came after the women. The women were on top of this way before the men. The men came to give, the women were already there. Um, a fascinating parish from the Meshechachma, I think it is, it says, with the women, right? Some of them say, because the men had trafed up all the jewelry that they had taken with thoughts of Avodah if a person dedicated something to Avodah so even if it wasn't actually used to make the Egel, it wouldn't be able to be used for the Mishkan. So the men had to come with their wives wearing the jewelry as a sign, this is kosher jewelry. They, this belonged to the women. They weren't in the Cheta Egel, right? They did not give their jewelry for the Cheta Egel. And because of this, this is part of why it says in Pirkei Durabliezer, there's Zoha to Rosh Chodesh and to the particular um, blessings of Rosh Chodesh, both for not giving it to the Egel and for bringing it here now to the Mishkan. So the Svasemis takes it like this. He says, That there's a place that Balei Tshuva reach and stand in that Tzadikim Gemurim are not able to get to. So here he's interpreting it that the Anoshim managed to do something more than the women because the women did not participate in Cheta Egel and they were coming now as Bali Tshuva. What was happening? He says, Anoshim Shechotu Bizahava Egel Bo'u Sagi. They came with extra strength. Right, he's quoting from the Zohar Kodesh. Al Hanoshim Shalochatu, above and beyond the women who didn't sin. And he said, Vizeh pirush tshuva. He said, this is actually the pirush of the word tshuva. Tshuva means you bring something back. Shal yidei shilokeach lo derech miratzon hachet eichlasos ritzon ha'elyon. If we're honest, so we realize that sometimes we discover powers that we have in ourselves when we want to do something we shouldn't be doing. Suddenly we have the ability to stay up late at night without feeling tired. Suddenly it's easiest for, for us to spend the money on it. Suddenly it's easiest for us to travel distances for it. You've discovered in the world of the chait powers that sometimes other people never discover. The power, the passion, the desire for that which is wrong, open that door. Tshuva means now take that which you discovered and utilize it for Avodah Hashem. He says that's the Pirish in what it says in Pirkei Yovas, Asei Ritzoncha, Asei Ritzono, Right? Many different perushim on that puzzling phrase. Do his will like your will. 
says what that means is, do the Ratzon of Hashem like this will of yours that you discovered when you used it for the wrong places. So he says, That means you're able to bring that desire that you had for chet to the positive. He says, everything that we desire inside of ourselves that are not what Hashem wants, he says, they're there for a positive purpose as well. It teaches you a way to serve Hashem. And when you do that, you bring it back to its place. He says, The tzaddikim, he said, They never discovered such a deep desire. Right? It's something they didn't discover. I, I'll just, again, this wasn't a rotson for something wrong, but there was a fascinating story official Schechter told about somebody in his shul who seemed to always daven every single davening with incredible intensity. And at one point he asked him, he said, tell me, how, how is it that you daven the way that you do? He said, I'll tell you. He says, uh, years before right, I became a servant, I was a stand-up comedian. He said, and I was, I was doing well. I was, I was really getting up there. And one night I was in my dressing room, and I had got a message about something going on in my family that really hit me hard. So I was just sitting there in my dressing room with my head in my hands. And my agent right, came to check in on me. And he says, you're on in 10 minutes. And I said, uh, I really don't think I can go up and, and do comedy tonight. I just got some really bad news. So the agent told him, he says, listen, we booked this a long time ago. Right? You must do this. You will get on the stage and you'll be funny. And you'll get people to laugh, or I will destroy you. I will destroy your career. And he says, you know what? I got up and I did it. He says, I got up and I put myself into it. And I had the audience laughing. And then I realized that I am capable, whatever is going on, of really focusing and bringing out those powers inside of me. So that's what he's speaking about there um, in terms of that. So this is an approach, like you say, that the men were able to do this. But... Another explanation of al-hanoshim is that the women supported them in doing this. It's embarrassing for the man who sinned with gold now to be bringing more gold. And the women really could have given it to them at this point and saying, oh, now you're going to bring gold for a mishkan, right? After you took all that gold which is there. And they didn't do that. In fact, they supported them. And this brings us to a beautiful parish I like to share every year because it's a fascinating explanation for a pasuk and a gemara. It's very hard to understand. It talks about the different people who had their different craftsmanship for the Mishkan. And it says that there were wise women who knew how to spun and to spin the different threads that were needed, etc. But then... There were women whose heart raised them up with chachma, some special level of chachma. Tavu literally spun the goats. Okay, that's a very strange uh, phrase. Rashi quotes, quotes from the Gemara in Shabbos. He umnus yasera. This was a very special form of. Craft work. They were somehow spinning the threads 
on the live goats. The Gemara says, Shatav Be'izim, they would give the goat a shampoo and conditioner and comb it out, and then they would somehow do this work on the goats. The question that bothered me when I saw this Rashi, you going, why? Why would you do that? Goats are not easy characters, right? The Mephoshim say that the name for a goat, an Ez, is because they're the Az Shebehemos, just like the leopard is the boldest, the most chutzpahdik in the wild animals, in the domesticated animals, the is is the chutzpahdik one. I once saw a guy in Tzvat trying to get a goat into a car for whatever reason. It was not easy, right? And when we would go to the petting zoo in the zoo here in Yushalayim, so once I was with the kids and suddenly I feel this tugging and a goat was eating my tzitzis. You know, they have chutzpah. This is the azus of the goat. So... Why would they do that? Why not? You would think it would make the work harder, maybe less accurate. Do the normal thing, shear the hairs from the goat and work with them. So I finally found, this was from Rav Moshe Greenwald of Chust. He was known, he wrote the Sefer, the Aruga Sabosim, a rov in Hungary. So he said like this, we must know that everything that went on in the Mishkan, every cleave a cleave, it, there was a kavona in each one for aspects of Avodah Hashem. And these kelim imbued Am Yisrael and transmitted these powers. This was the spiritual engineering that Betzalel and Oholiyov were in charge of. And those who were working on it, the kavona that they had real time affected the power of that kli. So Chazal said that Am Yisrael received the Torah because they're the Azim Sheba'umos. Okay, this is in Perekimu of Maseches Beitzah. The Jews also are known for their chutzpah. And, um, right, even though one of the simonim of Am Yisrael's were Bashanim, Rachmanim Bashanim Gomle Chasodim, right, and Chazal praised Boshet Ponim. They said, Kol she'ein lo Boshet Ponim, if a person doesn't have a certain tangible bashfulness, humility, it's a sign that his forefathers didn't stand on Harsinai, meaning Jews are always in the presence of something much greater than them, and that's supposed to be expressed in our character. So he says, that's true. He says, and when a person does cheshbon nefesh, the Balatanya writes that cheshbon nefesh, kind of going over what you've done wrong in order to repair, it has to be really compartmentalized. So that doesn't mess with your avodas Hashem b'simcha. So when you're doing it, it's true. You will have that busha uklima. But when it comes time for ivduas Hashem b'simcha, you're supposed to wake up and put your heart into it. And if your heart is broken and you're not able to shift out of that, so then you're lost. That's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Jews, he said, this mina of azus of chutzpah. Because we have to be able to shift gears from that really heartfelt remorse on doing something wrong, but now it's time to serve Hashem to do it with Simcha. Okay, so he says, right, and he, and he says uh, also this is why when it comes to Pasha Zachodesh, which we have this week, and we're told to bring the Korban Pesach, it says, Mina ksovim umino izim tikochu. Bring from the Lambs or from the baby goats? Kavosim are the picture of submission. They follow the flock. They're easy to work with. Whereas the izim are, as we said, exactly the opposite. So therefore, he says, 
Korban Pesach is an idea of combining the two. We have to realize that Am Yisrael, on one hand, have the middle of Bush and the submission. On the other hand, tremendous Azus. He says, this must be what these women were doing. He says, they wanted this ingredient for the Jewish people, especially after the Mishkan, when they were so depressed and it would be so difficult for them to believe they could reach a level of a Shachanti Besocham. And he brings what we brought in the beginning, Vaisnatsu B'nei Yisrael's Edyom. They had to take off their crowns because they couldn't even believe that they had them. So therefore, they wanted these Yerios Izim to be imbued with the maximum force of the chutzpah and the boldness of the goat. So that that would give the strength, especially to the men of Am Yisrael, who would need that so much, in order to be able to build this and to come with this. So this was what the women put into what they did. And as it says, this is why they got the special halachas of Rosh Chodesh and special celebration of Rosh Chodesh. And it says in Olam Haba, they will also have a special um, type of difference. Okay. Um, now, one second. Looking to Parshas HaChodesh. HaChodesh HaZelachem. The Svasema says, Hu koach ha-hishadshus shabari yizborach mechadish b'chol yom ma'ise b'reshis b'koach ha-Torah. Am Yisrael have the power to renew. This is their connection to the moon. B'kodem yitziyas mitzrayim lo-hoyu yecholin b'nei Yisrael l'kabal z'ha-hishadshus. Dein kol chodesh tachas ha-shemesh. Meaning the Jews coming out, so to speak, supernaturally from Mitzrayim where Alpi the Teva, they wouldn't be able to come out. That that was the state of who and where we were in that subjugation. So the idea that we were able to shift and change and to renew in that way enabled us to absorb this power of Hishadshus. And that means that everything can be renewed, that it's never too late, that things can change and happen. I saw a fascinating thing someone brought down that part of the mitzvah of HaZelachem is also the idea of the Sod Ibur, right? The idea of the Jewish leap years. Because the linchpin of the Jewish calendar is that Pesach has to be in Nisan. Right? Or, or, sorry, Nisan, Pesach has to be in the spring. Tkufas Aviv. And because of the discrepancy between the lunar year and the solar year, there's going to be drift, right? The easy place to see this is from our Muslim neighbors. They follow a lunar calendar, but they don't correct it to bring it into sync with the solar calendar. So therefore, Ramadan can be in the middle of the summer, can be in the middle of the winter. It's always shifting in that way. So here, what Amisro were given is the ability to correct things that created distances in the past. Right? If there was a shift, if there was a drift, we can fix that. We're able to create something, to add a new Chodesh, to bring new Yishadshus that's able to do these things and it's able to change them. Now, 
there's a, a fascinating Aruga Sabosim, the same Rav of Chust, that speaks about the idea of being able to change in a way that was very eye-opening. He's speaking there about Yaakov Avinu and his travel to Choram. It says, Vayifka Bamokom. Yaakov Avinu suddenly hit the place. What was this place? Hara Moriah. What had happened? Rashi brings down from Chazal that Yaakov was getting close to Chor and he said, Efshar, could it be that I passed the place where my forefathers davened and I didn't daven there? Immediately, HaKadosh Baruch Hu caused Har Maria to come to him. So the Aruga Sabosim asked a couple of questions. Number one, he said, how can it be that Yaakov Avinu missed Har Maria? Right? That even though the Beis HaMikdash hadn't been built then and all these things, the Kedusha was there. There was a reason why the Akedah was there, why all these things were there. And the Hasidish stories I read, you know, all the Rebbe's, they'd walk down the street and there was a house with one tzaddik there. They right away, they, they pick it up on, the, on their radar. How could Yaakov Avinu miss it? And why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu have to do a nace? Okay, Yaakov Avinu missed it, so walk back. What's so terrible? So he explained that this created a pathway for Am Yisrael in the future. He said, the idea that we can repair the past with tshuva is difficult for us to swallow. Sometimes, especially, he was writing this after Yomim Noraim. He says, let's say, you have Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, all these things, and all the drushes and Elul are warning you, this is one time a year, this is going to decide everything, you have to prepare, you have to have kavana, you have to do, and something happened. And Rosh Hashanah went by, you really weren't into it, you couldn't focus, you didn't have any feeling, Yom Kippur went by, so came the Sukkot, now that's it. It was after Simchas Torah and you feel, I blew the whole season. I didn't do anything. He says, Yaakov Avinu created a pathway that if you went through something without feeling and you regret it, say, I wish I had had that feeling, he says, you're there again. You're able to access that light again. Just like Yaakov was able to access Haram Maria there afterwards. So he says, so too, because the light that comes into the world on Rosh Hashanah is always there. It always exists in its place. It comes into the world for us to access it at those times. But the power of tshuva is HaKadosh Baruch Hu lets you access that as well, even back then. I, I, I extended this, and I think it's a true extending, even to like life cycle events. You know, sometimes it, just due to the pressure of the different things that are there, you just, your head's not there when something's happening. It's your son's bris. It's your daughter's wedding. It's your wedding. <laughs> there it is, you know. Suddenly, like, it went by, like, oh, I, I'd read all this stuff. I was going to have these special kavonas under the chuppah or something, and I hope I don't have to go to the chuppah again. So I guess I blew it. He says, no. Those things, you can reattach these kavonas now to that and reconnect over there. So that's very important when it comes to Pesach also. People, as they prepare, and Pesach is a yontiv which is prepared for more than anything else, right? to understand that we do what we're able to do. And Pesach, it says in Sfarim, is almost designed that you will be a shmata. Because Pesach is all about Isarusa Dila'ela. HaKadosh Baruch Hu raises us up on Pesach. So all those preparations, we say, it doesn't make sense. Hashem makes us do all this stuff and all this cleaning and then prepare all these things for the Seder. And 
and it's just, uh, you know, uh, what am I going to be at the Seder? So that's okay. You do yours, right? And you try, and you have the kavanas that you're able to do. And the Iker kavana is that you want to do Ratzon Hashem. And then that's there. And if something happened, right, and you fell asleep in the middle of the Seder, something spilled, something, you lost your agara, whatever it is, so your desire that it should have been as it could have been, as you would have wanted to have been, that does things. That enables you to connect. So this whole process of the Chodesh and of the Mishkan and especially the support of the women, right? And this is very key also because if a community or people around don't support a person who did something very bad and embarrassing, as long as they're not dangerous to the community or to be near the community, if they want to start fresh, so one of the worst forms of what's called onos devarim, harmful words, is to say, remember what you used to do. And if people feel that and sense that, so then that's a terrible thing. The opposite is that we have to be like the noshim tzidkonias. To go, you know, you say, yeah, you guys messed up. You really did. And we told you not to, and you didn't listen to us. But we're very proud of you for now coming to build the Mishkan. We're going to support you. We're going to give our jewelry. You come with us. We'll come with you. And with that, they're able to harness the power of what they went through and bring it into the positive. That's the true power of his chadshus that Am Yisrael has. Have a wonderful week.